Dear Dr. Sharice, my opportunity to take a lot of the questions that you all try to slip in my DMs and do something constructive. Dear Dr. Sharice, are y'all ready for this? For this? The goal is for us to have honest, courageous conversations, pretty much with no topic off the table. Table. Let's go. All right, as promised, let's talk about love bombing. This is part two of an episode, just for a recap, where we were focused on gaslighting and love bombing. And although there may be people that do both, they're big enough topics that I wanted to separate them into two complete ones. So if you haven't listened to the one about gaslighting, I encourage you to go back and listen to it, and it'll just help kind of connect and build whatever it is that you need in order to help you kind of see where these might be showing up in your life. Let me also say, even if you're in a situation right now where you're like, okay, I'm not experiencing gaslighting or love bombing right now, but oh my goodness, I did experience that for years in this relationship or years under this boss, it's still helpful for you to recognize where that was in your life because it's likely still showing up. If you've ever read my book, Expired Mindsets, I talk a lot about the iceberg theory. And in the iceberg theory, it is essentially if we were all an iceberg, here's the difference or what's the difference between what you show on the top, what you want people to see about who you are, and what lies beneath the surface. Part of why I love that whole concept is we often don't recognize that it is unhealed, unresolved areas of our past that may be setting us up and driving the way we do things now. Let me give you a quick example before I head a little bit deeper into love bombing. Let's say that you were in a situation where you were being gaslit and some love bombing was also involved. You managed to get out of that relationship or organization, and I want to keep saying both of those words because too often we believe that gaslighting and or love bombing only exist in personal relationships, and that's simply not true. These kinds of dynamics can show up in every facet of life, personally, with your family, in organizations, you name it. But let's say you were in a situation in the past where you did experience some of the things that I've already described in the prior podcast. You managed to get out of that relationship. Typically, when people get out of that relationship, it can go a lot of different ways. But the number one way that people decide they want to respond to gaslighting is, I don't want anything to do with anybody else. I am going to be by myself for a while, which is a good thing. I would not suggest you jump from one relationship where you were gaslit or love bombed or there was any level of emotional abuse into another one. Part of that is dating on the rebound, never encourage, but also when you received crumbs and hurt and pain from one relationship, what you will put up with in the next relationship will actually be lower than you think because it doesn't take much for the new person to be above the bar of the last person. 
You getting what I'm dropping down? I hope so. You might need to rewind that and listen to what I'm saying there. But if those things are unresolved, the next person that you're with will pay for your hurt. You will place standards and rules and consequences on them that you potentially didn't place on the other person or organization. Other things that you may experience if you don't heal well and don't work on seeing how you were affected is you go into your next relationship or job situation and you have zero confidence because you've been torn down. So then you're in a place where you want reassurance from people in your life who really aren't designed to give you reassurance. Think about that. Where in your life are you seeking a level of reassurance that may actually come at a cost? The question that was asked in the beginning talked about, is it your fault? Not your fault. But while I'm there, what I want to say is when you have a high need for reassurance, that is like a red neon open sign to somebody who is psychologically or emotionally manipulative. They know this is a person that I can control. This is a person that I can love into depending on me because they are not fully confident in themselves. Even if you think you appear confident, even if you feel like you dress confident, you look good and you pretend to have an external level of confidence, it will tell on you when it comes to what you put up with from other people and other organizations. The number one way that a gaslighter knows Mm, this is not a target, is when they come across someone who has very clear boundaries. Now, they will try you. They will absolutely try you. But the more that they see, oh my goodness, this is not a person that I can control, they will back away and go, I don't want anything to do with you. And then, of course, become the victim. So love bombing. Why do people love bomb? And what is it? Love bombing, just to make it simple, is when someone showers you with constant love and affection and gifts and information more quickly than appropriate. Give you an example. I've seen this happen. Let's say you meet someone at an event. You have a connection. That's great. Great to meet people in person. Great to have a connection. But then it's a week later and you are both professing your love for one another. You think that this person could be the one. You have talked for hours and hours and hours and you know, so you think, everything about their life. And as a result, you have also shared everything about yours, that is a red flag. One, you have potentially created a trauma bond with another individual. So as they're coming in and kind of love bombing you and giving you all of this attention and affection, they're also learning your weak spots. They're also learning 
your pain. They're also learning where you lack purpose. They're also learning where they can come in and save you as long as you are being what they need you to be, both personally and professionally. Because individuals who engage in love bombing do it for very clear reasons. For example, one, to build themselves up. People who love bomb are actually fairly insecure. They won't come off that way. They won't come off that way to you. They won't come off that way to a lot of people because they surround themselves with people that they can dominate, that they can bring up, that they can make feel great about themselves. So people who love bomb are doing it so that they can build themselves up because somewhere inside, that's what they need in order to feel good about themselves, but it's not coming from a good place. Two, people love bomb because they want to receive adoration. This may show up when they do something for you that you appreciate, which may not even be your own kind of love language. And you're like, okay, cool, thanks. But if you haven't made a big deal of it, then they may make you feel like you are ungrateful. People who love bomb are often emotional manipulators. That goes hand in hand. So they're going to say things like, after all I've done for you and no one else does for you like I can, that is not love. Love with conditions and love that is being showered and thrown all over you with a lot of conditions is classic love bombing. And your part is to ask yourself, why am I open and receptive to this amount of love this quickly? I'll be honest. My daughter and I, she is 23, almost 24 often have conversations, right, about relationships. And maybe at different times along the way, she'll either be talking about someone else in a relationship or maybe she's met someone or whatever the case may be. And we'll get into conversations that are kind of around this. And someone will say, oh my goodness, I just love you. And I will say to her, how do they know? How do they know that they love you? Because they just met you. They don't know anything about you you could have severe, significant issues that they don't know anything about. So even the word and connotation that you are opening yourself up, now I'm back to us all, that we're opening ourselves up to someone saying, I love what I don't know. And if you're allowing someone and taking it in and it feels like the best thing that you ever had to be smothered with that level of adoration and love and exaltation, then somewhere inside, there's also a hole that they didn't create, but you're allowing them to fill. So that's why you have to go back and go, where were you in a relationship with a parent, with a grandparent, with an organization where you weren't valued 
And as a result of that, it added to your recipe of starvation. And now this person, this organization, this opportunity comes along and all you can see is my needs are going to be met until they're not. Love bombing is very emotional, it's very psychological, and it is often formed off of a bond of trauma and codependency. And I realize that's hard to hear. So I'm going to take a sip for a minute while those of you who that resonates with can say, oh, Dr. Sharice, why are you reading me like this? I'm reading you like this because I care. Because I want to see you get out of the cycle of wondering, why does this always happen to me? Why do I get in relationships with people that don't stay? Not because you're necessarily doing anything wrong, but because you have not healed enough to attract someone that is healthy and balanced. Now, for those of you that in the back of your mind who are trying to distance yourself from this conversation and saying things like, well, there's nothing wrong with someone wanting to be kind to you. That is not what I said. Of course there's not. But there is something off about someone who does a lot because that's the first phase. And then the second phase of love bombing typically means the devaluation, means that they start backing away and then all of a sudden something is off. So the other way that you know that you're in a situation where love bombing is occurring and we could put it under the umbrella of a kind of gaslighting, but also they're two separate things, then you know this person's motivation has more to do with them than their love for you. You don't believe me? Don't do what they ask. Don't return tit for tat what they give you. Don't live up to their exact standards that they have for you. Because trust me, people who love bomb, they're also keeping tabs on what you're doing for them. And if you're not giving to them in the way that they desire, they get upset. So then they start pulling back, and then we have that codependency dance of, oh, wait a minute, now they're not doing what I want anymore. Now they're making me fight for it. Oh, and now they're getting what they want because another thing that love bombing does and desires to do is to control. So let me give you everything that you want and make you realize you can only get it from me, or so you think. Because I want to receive that adoration in return if I'm the love bomber. But then when you don't give me exactly what I desire and I feel that, I'm going to back away so that I can make sure that I always control the situation. And another thing that they want to do, I want to trap you. If I'm the love bomber, the love bombers in your life want to trap you into believing you'll never get what they give you from anywhere else Even though, if you really think about it, what you're getting from them, you have to work really hard for, and it's inconsistent. It's unstable. It comes with conditions. 
Let me jump in here and say, if you've been in relationships where you've been love-bombed, I want you to pay attention to how you love others. Do you have that push-pull mentality where as long as things are great, you're all in, let me do this for you, but then the moment things become uncomfortable and someone is not playing according to your rules, if you start to push them away and withhold, then we have a seed of a little bit of manipulation, maybe a lot, that's in your life. I fully recognize this is not a very comforting conversation, but it's real and it's raw. And it's one that we said we need to have those. That's the whole purpose of this podcast. One last thing that love bombers always want to get out of the dynamic. They want to see and test your boundaries. Because if they realize that you don't have any, then it gives them permission to feel safe in the relationship whether that's a personal relationship or a working relationship, which goes back to where we started with now they feel adored, they feel a sense of control because they are very careful to make sure they surround themselves with people that will accept whatever they give, but only expect what they choose to give in return. Here's a question I want you to ask yourself if you're sitting and thinking, am I in this right now? Have I experienced this in the past? Have you come across someone who's done this to you? Have you been a part of an organization or are you a part of an organization where there's a seed of this? Who are they when all of the adoration is off? On the moments where no one is looking, if there was never another exchange of love and all the big things that make you feel great, Who is this person in your life? Are they thoughtful, not in front of others, but just when it's the two of you? Are they considerate of your needs? Do they make choices and decisions with you in mind as much as they are in mind? And if your answer is no, to those questions, then you really want to consider how healthy can you stay in that kind of relationship or partnership? What in you is unmet so you are continuing to entertain the moments of love bombing? What need is being met in toxic ways? Because it's not intentionally your fault, but you have to own your part. You have to own where you see it and you choose not to. A lot of information. I love giving it because someone has to tell you enough of the truth to kind of shake you up and make you realize that better is possible, but only if you choose it. The same rules apply, the same suggestions apply between how do you work through the love bombing and how do you work through the gaslighting. One and two, listen to these podcasts over and over. Let it sink in. Take notes. Highlight the parts that you can be honest and say, yes, that's me. It's not an overnight decision. I recognize that sometimes you're in situations that are very complicated and you can't always leave them immediately. But you also then have to go, if I choose to stay, then what does that mean for you? 
so that you can stay healthy and protect the other people that are kind of on the peripheral, who are also being impacted because you're shape-shifting in order to survive the environment. You deserve to show up in life as yourself. You deserve to be loved without conditions. And a good, healthy relationship and a partnership doesn't tear you down, doesn't keep a record of what they've done for you, and loves you just because, not because there's an ulterior motive. So it's up to you to be honest with yourself, to take this knowledge, add application so that you can walk in the power that you deserve. And if you have enjoyed our time together, it doesn't have to end here. It doesn't have to be something that you only experience in podcast form. Join me every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. on Cadre, C-A-D-R-E. It's available in the USA and Canada. Download the app. Use invite code Dr. Reese, D-R-R-E-S-I. There is so much there for you so that you can continue to download all of this goodness so that we can interact together and stay connected. Continue to check out the show notes for all of the ways that we can be linked together and all of the resources that I've made to help you in every area of life. And until we meet again, do the work. <laughs>